everyone, and welcome back to the Talking Blues podcast. It's been a while, uh, but we're back. It was very, very quiet for <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, a lot of like rumors, but nothing really firm. And you know, and here we go per se, according to Fabrizio Romano. But now we have that now with Romelu Lukaku going back to Inter Milan on loan. Yeah, it's going to be an eight million loan fee, eight million euro loan fee plus add-ons. Uh, his salary will be around eight million for his loan spell. He actually took a pay cut, of course, to go back to Inter. There's no buy option or obligation clause, uh, and add-ons are related to team performance. Here we go. Lukaku is back to where I guess he always wanted to be. It's just so frustrating. I'm going to be honest. Uh, you know the interview. Just the bad play. It's it's very it's a very upsetting situation, but at least we can kind of move past him for this season uh, and find a replacement because he just obviously did not fit and was not happy here. Uh, which you know, partially I think is his fault and partially uh, is Tuchel's fault. So it kind of goes both ways there. So obviously you can tell I'm doing the intro. So Josh is not here today for this big Lukaku breaking news. Uh, episode, I guess if you want to call it that. But Peter is here to talk a little bit about Lukaku. I know he's a big fan of his as well. Uh, so Peter, how are you doing today? And what are your thoughts on the Lukaku back to enter his place of love where he's always wanted to go back, of course, right after he signed for Chelsea? Uh, I'm here. I'm doing well. And I mean, like you said, Alex, it's just frustrating because obviously he's back at Inter now. So what we paid like 90 million euros for a one-year loan deal just crazy uh, i mean me and alex kind of were talking about this before we started recording but it's basically all you can do you just have to hope that goes back to enter any absolutely dominate syria scoring goal after goal after goal brilliant performance is a brilliant performance so that after the loans up we can either sell him back to enter or sell him to another club who thinks uh who thinks he's back or back to like back to his best or something and we can get at least a good amount of the funds we paid for him back. But I mean, it, it really is just for being so hyped and for it being such, such, such a big signing. Everyone was so excited. It was like, oh, Lukaku's coming back. Just such a rough ride, bumpy ride. So many things that shouldn't have happened. The interview, getting benched, just being, uh, just like you said, Alex, all the things you said, just bad performances is just... It's just unfortunate, and it didn't work out. And all we can hope for now is that the loan move works out for him, which will end up benefiting us in the long run because I really think it's kind of his time at Chelsea is done. I mean, he still has probably three three more years after this loan uh, loan deal expires on his contract. But, I mean, I don't think we'll see him back in a Chelsea shirt, probably. So, I mean, it is what it is. Bad move, didn't work out, but hopefully we recoup some of the funds uh, after the loan deal on a uh, permanent transfer for him. Here's the thing, though. I don't think you're ever going to get that $100 million or whatever we paid for him back. Like, I don't think you're going to get that height. I think even if he scores 30 goals, which I think is realistic that he can do, 25, 30 goals, I think the most you're getting is 60 or $70 million, uh, whether that be from Inter or another club. But I think Chelsea will end up accepting that. Uh, and cutting their losses, you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, not great moves that have been made lately. Lukaku was obviously a mistake to bring in. It was just, I remember at the time, right, it was that rush of, we need a number nine. Uh, obviously, we had Havertz, we had Werner, but num- neither, neither, excuse me, Jesus, neither of those guys uh, really fit that 
natural number nine, Lukaku, you know, fits that to a T. It's just that's really not how Tuchel wanted to play, uh, and Lukaku just didn't fit in at all. Uh, obviously started the season well, but, you know, it kind of seemed like once he came back from that long injury after the interview, it almost seemed like we were catering to him less, whereas when he originally got here, it felt like Tuchel was almost catering to his play, uh, to his play style. So I think that was also part of the problem. I'll never say never to Lukaku at Chelsea, though. I think there is a possibility. I'd say right now it's 75%, 25% that I'd say 75% that the, you know, he's never going to play in Chelsea shirt again. But I do think there is a small chance, especially if he maybe has a mediocre season, let's say 15 goals, something like that, uh, that he could come back. But I think he's going to bang goals for Inter, of course, because it's just going to be the way it is. He's probably going to score 40 uh, and it's going to drive us nuts. But anyway, Lukaku, here we go to Inter. He's gone. I mean, he's not really gone, though. I think that's what, you know, because now we're all going to be watching the Serie A, right? We're going to be watching Inter. We're going to be like, oh, my God, because you're going to have to be rooting for Lukaku as much as you don't want to be rooting for him. Uh, you know, for Chelsea's sake, you need to be rooting for Lukaku to hopefully succeed. So that way we get uh, the maximum possible value out of him when we eventually sell him. And he's not young either. What is he, 29 now? So uh, you don't really have much. You, you can't really afford to put him on another loan after this season. Uh, that's kind of my thinking, um, because after that, you're just not going to get the v- good value for him. <sighs> I mean, this is just really frustrating, and, and some of these poor deals are really coming back to bite us. And I guess that's where our next point is here. Uh, Marina Granovskaya and Bruce Beck are both gone from Chelsea. Um, and, you know, now we will have Todd Bowley is kind of taking over as chairman in all the negotiations and kind of this old old wing of the uh, transfer market, our, our negotiators are gone. Um, you know, we've had some good deals, right? We've, you know, N'Golo Conte, uh, you know, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, just trying to name a few good ones. A few bad ones, obviously, Kepa, Lukaku. Um, you know, you could say Werner if you want to say that. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad deal at the time, but um, yeah, it didn't turn out to be the best. But those guys are gone. Peter, what do you think about that? What do you think about Bowley also like inserting himself immediately into the negotiations himself? Well, I think it was time for change. I mean, as much as you said with these good transfers, you also said how there have been bad transfers. This is very, it's very, it was necessary, I think. I mean, as much as you you can say, oh, Marina was doing a very good job. I think there comes a point where you kind of just have to switch it up and you have to try something new. I don't know if uh, Bowley's going to be incredibly good at negotiations, but he obviously is the owner of the or part owner of the Dodgers, and I believe he does do some negotiations there. So it's not like he's like randomly just trying to be something he's not. And I mean, the Dodgers have been uh, exceptionally uh, successful uh, in uh, baseball. I'm not the most popular sport, so probably not a lot of you watch it, but he's done a good job there. So I trust that he can. He can make some moves in the market, and he's, I think he's definitely willing to spend. I mean, we've been linked to a lot of players, most of which we're going to talk about. Most of the, but we're only going to talk about really the players that, uh, from reliable sources, have been like the we Chelsea have interest in these players. But I think Bowley is going to be able to negotiate. I think he's going to do a good job. I think as he's going to be a needed change, and 
we're going to make some moves in the market, or maybe I'm just hoping that this will happen and it will end up being a complete shit show. We'll see, but I am confident in this market. I'm, we've been linked to good players, and if we can get a few of them, I'll be extremely happy with our window. Yeah, agreed. So I guess now we'll talk about some of the players that have been rumored to Chelsea, some more stronger rumors, some less strong rumors. So let's start with, you know, the saga that seems like is going on forever. I saw a meme that we're going to sign this player in 2035 and he's going to have a gray beard. Jules Koundé from Sevilla. It sounds like his asking price is going to be down from that 80 million mark to about 55 to 60 million. Um, and they will not have to pay that release clause number. Negotiations haven't really taken place yet. It seemed like they wanted to focus on Lukaku and kind of this uh, behind the scenes, is- these behind the scenes issues uh, with the you know with Marina Granovskaya, uh, Bruce Buck, etc. Um, but now it looks like they're going to be putting pushing their focus towards some of these targets. Kunde, it sounds like on personal terms with Chelsea, he's still. Uh, you know, is happy to come. Barca is interested, but are not willing to pay the fee that Sevilla are asking for. But Chelsea, it looks like, will be willing to do so. Um, Peter, I mean, what do you think? We thought he was going to join last year. It's kind of like a at this point, it's like you're kind of writing it down in the team sheet already um, that he's going to be joining Chelsea. But I'm excited if he does join Chelsea. I think he's a very good player. I think he fits into that right center back role perfectly for us. I think he can play in a back four as well, uh, if need be. Obviously, he's done so at Sevilla. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. And then he gives that flexibility, too, to kind of play right wing back, if needed, uh, in kind of like how Aspie has played there in a more, if we're looking to set up a little bit more defensively. Well, I will just say it is Chelsea. So, I mean, <laughs> never say that it's 100% going to happen because, I mean, we can bottle, we've bottled transfers before, but. It is looking more and more likely. I mean, I think like you said, Alex, I think we're focusing on more the outgoings, getting Lukaku out, getting dealing, just getting everything done first so we can have a full, uh, just just be completely focused on the players that we want and the market and what we're trying to do. And I think Kunde, like you said, he'd fit in perfectly at right center back. He's great talented in play. He's definitely worth that price. I mean, if you want to go, I think we went more in depth originally, probably last year, last transfer window, and we talked about it more. But I mean, uh, it, nothing's really changed. He's still fit in great there. And I mean, he'd be a great signing. And I mean, like you said, uh, some people chis- uh, just chiseling his name in the team sheet. But I don't want well, I don't I'm not going to go that far yet. But it's more and more likely. And I'm ex- I would be extremely, extremely happy to bring him into the team because I think he's he's just a class player. Yeah, completely agree there. So now next player we have here, uh, we know Chelsea are going to look for some wing back depth, uh, especially at the left wing back role, but also at the right wing back role. And this is where this player comes in uh, from the league uh, from Lens, uh, Jonathan Klaus, uh, the 29 year old. Uh, he's uh, the Frenchman. He plays right midfield, right back. Uh, he's kind of perfect for that right wing back role. Uh, in his last season, 37 appearances, 5 goals, 11 assists, and he was in the starting 11 uh, 92% of the time. And, um, you know, he is very much, you know, good value at what people are saying. His current market value is around like $15 million, but it sounds like uh, Chelsea are going to be 
if they wanted to, would be able to get him for around $10 million. I think he would be a cheap solution. I think it would be a great deal. Uh, 29, so he's not the youngest, but uh, I've watched him a couple times in the French League. I'm not going to pretend like I watch the French League constantly, um, but I think he is certainly a solid player, and uh, I'd be I'd be reasonably happy. I wouldn't be jumping up and down, but I'd certainly be content with uh, Chelsea bringing him in as some depth on the right wing back role. I mean... I mean, that's basically what you said. He, it's not something that we jumping up and down uh, for joy with, but it's a signing we need to make. We need to get more depth. I mean, we saw what happens when Reese James with and Ben Chua went down with injuries. I mean, we really didn't have any wing back depth, and we were just struggling to create chances because uh, a lot of the attack from the Tuco system comes from those wings. Which means if you have to put Aspi out there and not someone who's uh, really accustomed to that role it becomes much harder to have a f- to play fluid football to create these chances and i mean it's not like we're spending our entire budget on him it's not like signing him will determine whether or not we can get kunde so i mean just i'd be extremely happy it's not like 29 obviously not the youngest but you're not expecting him to be the highlight of your uh, your window it's just someone you can bring him bring in who's solid who you know can fit that role, who you know you can rely on if you need to have some depth. If an injury occurs, or if if you need to give some rest, you can have someone that can just fit right in and have success there, which I think is definitely needed. And I think it would be a a, a Klaus signing. <laughs> yep, I really hope I remember to cut that one out. Anyway, <laughs> that, that was uh, Peter. Let's, let's not do that again. Next player we have here, Raheem Sterling, there's been a lot of talk about him to Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea are very interested. And uh, there's not been any like official talks yet per, you know, per the sources right now. But uh, it is assumed now that Chelsea will start to engage Manchester City in a deal for Raheem Sterling. Last season, he had 30 appearances, 13 goals and six assists. So nothing crazy. Uh, but he was only in the starting 11, 61% of the time last season for City. Um, and he obviously has flexibility. He's mostly on the left wing, but I think if need be, he could play on the right wing. Um, and, you know, in general, I think he's a solid player, only 27 years old still. And, um, you know, I think there's a, there's a there's possibility that he could really make a nice impact. Tuchel apparently really likes him, and it sounds like you could get him for around 35 to $40 million, uh, which is a pretty good deal considering his market value is around $65 million, uh, according to the transfer market. Uh, .us, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of like where I'm going off these transfer market values here. But uh, certainly an interesting uh, an interesting proposition to bring him in, I think. So, Peter, what do you think about it? I kind of think it's a little bit redundant, but I think for $35 million, it might be worth it. I mean, bringing in solid players, you can't ever complain about. I think realistically it'd be difficult for Man City to uh, let him go for 35 million. I think it'd probably have to be maybe 50 million. But even then, you know what he can do. He's obviously not the uh, most incredible, incredible player. Obviously a bit of a bit of an actor. He's probably uh, better, a better actor than a uh, football player. But uh, no, he's a good player. Uh, and I mean, I trust Tuchel. I just want this window to be about getting players that Tuchel wants he likes, he knows will fit a system, and thinks will have success. If Tuchel likes him, I'm all for it. Um, you obviously, he's, I think I said it earlier, he's prem proven. You know what he can do against big teams in the prem and big games. You know he's talented. You know he's fast. I mean, 
as much as you say, oh, we have winger depth, when you look at it, I mean, most of our wingers were extremely disappointing last season. And so, I mean, you don't really want to spend an insane amount on that position because you know we have talented players that just weren't fitting up to it. But bringing in someone like Sterling, who is experienced uh, and, and, and is talented uh, for a price that hopefully would be less than his market value, uh, I think that'd be a great signing. And I, I think uh, I'd be willing to spend uh, a, a good amount of... Uh, um, I will be, I will, oh, I'd be willing to spend some Sterlings on him. All right, this this has got to stop. You know, I'm sure Josh is going to listen to this, and I'm going to make sure he understands what you're doing in this episode, so you will never be saying these things again. Next player, we've got uh, Usman Dembele from Barcelona. Obviously, he's a free agent, uh, and it doesn't look like he's going to come back to Barcelona. And I'm very intrigued by Usman Dembele. We saw what he can do under Tuchel. Uh, what he did under Tuchel at Dortmund was special, and you know, Tuchel said that he's the most talented player. He's ever coached uh, the fact that he, you know, with both the left and the right, he's just sensational. Obviously, right now his market value is down from where it was when Barcelona bought him for whatever, a hundred odd million. Uh, and now it's down to 33 million. Uh, he's 25 years old. But I think last year he had a pretty, you know, obviously didn't play a lot. His injury issues are the main concern with him. But I wouldn't mind taking a whack at him uh, and seeing what he can do for Chelsea. 21 appearances last season, only one goal. But he did have 13 assists, and only 39% of the time was he in the starting 11. So definitely made an impact there. 13 assists is not something that uh, goes unnoticed. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with him. I don't think he's going to stay at Barcelona. I saw a few clips on Twitter of him saying he's going to stay at Barcelona, but I'm not sure if that's true. So all sorts of uh, weird rumors going on. So we'll see what happens with Dembele. But he's he's an odd one. I really want him. I think out of all the players besides Kunde, he's my number two that I want to keep or to get, not keep. We don't have him yet. Well, see, obviously, you like you said, Alex, you know, you've seen what he can do under Tuchel. You've seen he can have success, but it boils down to basically one thing. It's just injuries. Can you trust him to stay fit? Because you can see, you can see how much success he's had with Tuchel. You can see those 13 assists. You can see how dangerous he can be. Obviously, talented with both feet, great dribbler. He's just very, very talented. But can he stay on the pitch? Can 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 he play? Because uh, that's really the question. Are you willing to pay? Uh, uh, his wages would probably be pretty high. Are you willing to pay a high amount of wages for someone who you might end up just paying uh, hospital fees for? Uh, it's that's really the question so really i am really like on the fence because obviously i want to be like oh yeah let's go he'll be great because he would be if he can stay on the field he would be great he would fit the system he would be something we need i kind of said it with sterling our wingers have been disappointing we need someone that can go in that can attack that can create that can give us chances and give us scoring opportunities but can he provide us with scoring opportunities if he's injured he can't so that's really the question uh i didn't realize uh that alex loved him this much but me i'm much more tentative i i i wouldn't complain if we he, we signed if we signed him i'd only complain if we signed him for uh, on wages that were way 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 too high but i think he's talented i understand he's talented uh he has potential he's still young he'd be a great signing but I don't personally trust him to stay fit, so I don't know. It's tough. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. the The reason for the whole Dembele 
excitement for me is I loved watching him at Dortmund. I used to watch Dortmund all the time. I don't know why, to be honest, but I remember when Usman Dembele came uh, to Dortmund and he was just lighting it up, obviously, before he went to Barcelona. So uh, I just kind of have memories of him, nostalgia right there of uh, his play. And I thought it was at that time, right, when he was at Dortmund, uh, when he was, you know, going crazy there, I was, you know, I was always fascinated by the fact that he was so good with both feet. Uh, you know, it's kind of like inspirational too. At the time, I guess I was still playing, so it was kind of, uh, it, it was kind of an inspirational kind of someone I looked up to almost in that silly way of how amazing it was. He was able to do it with both feet. But anyway, next or final piece of uh, information or final player we're going to discuss today is one of our own, not uh, someone we're looking to target, but someone who could be on their way out. Armando Broja uh, obviously was on loan at Southampton, played very well last season. But it looks like West Ham is interested. There's a number of other teams, number of different teams that are interested in him. And Chelsea apparently could be willing to let him go for around a 30 million uh, pound fee. I don't like this at all. I don't think I think this is a mistake. I don't want Chelsea to sell him at all. The only way I'd, I'd let it happen, to be honest, is if we can get Declan Rice back in return, like some sort of. Uh, Broja plus money for Declan Rice. That would be the only way I'd do it. Um, but I, I have a feeling Chelsea might sell him anyway. Not happy about this, though. I think he has a lot of potential to be very good. And he, I think he would fit Chelsea well. Uh, I personally agree with you, Alex. I think it'd be a mistake to let him go. He, he, in limited games in Southampton, I, I don't watch Southampton, to be honest. They're not the most interesting team. But I always remember on Twitter, I'd be scrolling through and I'd be like, oh, Broja scored again. Oh, Broja came off the bench and he still scored. Oh, he scored again. And in, I mean, it's not like he's doing this in like the championship. This is a Prem team who play against good teams and Broja was still scoring. And I mean, you said it earlier, Alex, with Lukaku gone. I just said Lukaku instead of Lukaku. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, we, we're going to need someone to come in because right now at Striker, we really only have Kai now. Uh, and as much as I want Kai to play every single game because of how talented he is, that's just unrealistic. And I think Broha would be a perfect, uh, perfect player to play those games where Kai can't because I think he'd fit the system. He's someone that we need. We just need a finisher. We need a finisher. And that was what Lukaku was supposed to be. But he wasn't. He wasn't ended up he he was a finisher, but he was too bad at everything else to be able to get into positions to finish. But I think Broha is a bit more well rounded. And I think uh I just think we can't make we can't keep selling our young talent. Obviously, Tamori, uh Lamptey, Livermento, we have all these young players and we're selling them. And I mean sometimes you have to trust the youth. I mean, it's not like we haven't been, obviously, Reese James, Mason Mount. Uh, we, it's not like we haven't been, but I mean, bro is very talented and I'd love to see him in the first team. I mean, even if we got Declan Rice in a turn, it'd have to be a steep discount, uh, with including bro. I think 30 million is just, that's too little for us to get back. I would only do it if it would be like, we'd get like Lewandowski who obviously he's wanting to go to Barcelona. Tuchel's kind of interested in him. We, we're not really talking about that because I mean, it's, basically zero percent chance of it happening but i mean if it falls through with barcelona and then suddenly we're in the lead i'd be like okay we can sell Braha for 30 million to to afford this uh lewandowski transfer but 
other than that, I mean, we can't keep selling our youth. Uh, just like Gallagher, ho- hopefully Gallagher comes in too next season. We just need to bring these players in. We need a backup striker anyway. Why sell them? We and buy someone else when we have a talented guy right there. It you know it does seem that he does want uh, regular first team football, so that could be the issue with Broja. But I think even then you have to send him out on loan or something. You can't just afford to sell him. Uh, you know, we saw Tammy Abraham. Now he's tearing it apart in Syria. Uh, and obviously it looks like, who knows, maybe we'll uh, use that $75 million buyback clause in the next couple of years. I think it activates next summer. And I believe it's a two-year window, I want to say. So either next summer or the following summer, we could buy him back for that price. I, You know, who knows? But I would definitely do something like 50, 55 million plus Broja for Declan Rice or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing that. But besides that, um, I, I'd really rather keep him, whether that be on loan or in the first team. And, uh, you know, I guess that's it for all the transfer news for today. We'll have more coming up soon. Obviously, the market is intensifying. Things are moving quicker. More Chelsea news will be coming. Obviously, the big news of the day, Lukaku leaving to go back to Inter. Uh, obviously we didn't even talk about it that much because it kind of like everyone knew it was happening at this point and we're kind of sick about to, uh, sick of talking about Lukaku but uh, obviously still important to talk about and uh, we'll see you know we're we'll see what happens next uh, in the next few days that's it for today's episode uh, we'll be back next time Josh should hopefully be back with us and uh, hopefully we'll have some more transfer news to discuss uh, maybe we'll talk about some targets that we're interested in Uh, going into the summer transfer window and some moves that we hope Chelsea will make. A lot of clubs are making moves uh, and we're not really making any, uh, we're not making any signings. So a little bit nerve wracking right now. Us and Manchester United kind of sitting on our asses. So let's see what happens uh, now that this Lukaku deal has gone through. See you all next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.